0: chapter fourteen of fifty years ago by walter besant this librivox recording is in the public domain journals and journalists there was no illustrated paper in 1837 there was no punch on the other hand there were as many london papers as there are today and nearly as many magazines and reviews The Times, which is reported to have then had a circulation not exceeding 10,000 a day, was already the leading paper. It defended Queen Caroline and advocated the Reform Bill and was reported to be ready to incur any expense for early news. Thus, in 1834, on the occasion of a great dinner given to Lord Durham, the times spent two hundred pounds in having an early report and that up from the north by special messenger this is not much in comparison with the enterprise of telegraph and special correspondence but it was a great step in advance of other journals the other morning papers were the morning herald the morning chronicle the morning post of which coleridge was once on the staff the morning advertiser which already represented the interest of which it is still the organ and the old public ledger for which goldsmith had once written the evening papers were the globe which had absorbed six other evening papers the courier the standard once edited by dr magan and the true sun the weeklies were the examiner edited by the two hunts and albany fawn blanc the spectator whose price seems to have varied from nine pence to a shilling the atlas observer bell's life bell's weekly messenger john bull which theodore hook edited the new weekly messenger the sunday times the age the satirist the mark lane express the county chronicle the weekly dispatch sometimes sold for eight and a half pence sometimes for sixpence the patriot the christian advocate the watchman the court journal the naval and military gazette and the united service gazette among the reporters who sat in the gallery it is remarkable that two-thirds did not write shorthand they made notes and trusted to their memories charles dickens sat with them in the year 1836 the two great quarterlies still continue to exist but their power has almost gone nobody cares any more what is said by either yet they are as well written as ever and their papers are as interesting if they are not so forcible the edinburgh review is said to have had a circulation of twenty thousand copies the quarterly is said never to have reached anything like that number among those who wrote for the latter fifty years ago or thereabout were southey basil hall john wilson Croker, sir francis head dean millman justice coleridge henry taylor and abraham hayward the westminster which also included the london was supported by such contributors as the two mills father and son southwood smith and roebuck there was also the foreign quarterly for which scott southey and carlisle wrote the monthlies comprised the gentleman's still living the monthly review the monthly magazine the eclectic the new monthly Fraser, the metropolitan the monthly repository the ladies the court the asiatic journal the East India Review and the United Service Journal the weekly magazines were the Literary Gazette the Parthenon absorbed in the literary in eighteen forty two the Athenaeum which mr Dilke bought of Buckingham reducing the price from eightpence to fourpence the Mirror Chambers's Journal the Penny Magazine and the Saturday Magazine a religious journal with a circulation of two hundred thousand all these papers journals quarterlies monthlies and weeklies found occupation for a great number of journalists among those who wrote for the magazines were many whom we know and some whom we have forgotten mr cornish editor of the monthly magazine seems forgotten but he wrote songs of the loire the gentleman's book my daughter's book the book for the million and a volume of the affections mr peter gaskell another forgotten worthy wrote, besides his contributions to the monthly press, three laudable works called Old Maids, Old Bachelors, and Plebeians of Patricians. John Galt, James and Horace Smith, Alan Cunningham, Sir Edgerton Bridges, Sheridan Knowles, Robert Hall, John Foster, James Montgomery, S.C. Hall, Grattan, author of Highways and Byways, Marriott, John Mill, Peacock, Miss Martineau, Ebenezer Elliott, and Warren, author of a diary of a late physician. All very respectable writers sustained this mass of magazine literature. It will be seen then that London was as well supplied with papers and reviews as it is at present, considering the difference in population. It was much better supplied. Outside London, however, the demand for a daily paper was hardly known. There were, in the whole of Great Britain, only 14 daily papers, and in Ireland, two. There are now 171 daily papers in great britain and fifteen in ireland in country places the weekly newspaper published on saturday night and distributed on sunday morning provided all the news that was required the local intelligence being by far the most important as to the changes which have come over the papers the leading article whose influence and weight seems to have culminated at the time of the crimean war was then of little more value than it is at present the news there were as yet happily no telegrams was still by dispatches and advice and the latest news of markets was that brought by the last ship we will not waste time in pointing out that edinburgh was practically as far off as gibraltar or as anything else you please but consider if you can your morning paper without its telegrams could one exist without knowing exactly all that is going on all over the world at the very moment we used to exist as a matter of fact very well indeed without that knowledge when we had it not we were less curious if less well informed there was always a pleasing element of uncertainty as to what might arrive everything had to be taken on trust and in trade the most glorious fortunes could be made and lost by the beautiful uncertainties of the market now we watch the tape day by day and hour by hour we anticipate our views we can only speculate on small differences the biggest events are felt long beforehand to be coming. It is not an unmixed gain for the affairs of the whole world to be carried on under the fierce light of electricity, so that everybody may behold whatever happens day after day as if one were seated on Olympus among the immortal gods. End of chapter 14